please! This is the Feed 5 Podcast with Brad Evans and Nate Lundy. Okay, now do it. Now do it, please! Your bets! Know the kicking music, you jackass. Brad McNoise Evans here. Some, uh, Mr. Nathaniel Lundy is also here, the good I'm, sir. I'm not, uh, I'm not recovered from last night, Brad. I'm not ready for this. I'm just not, uh, I'm not recovered from, I, 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 I debated um, pouring bleach into my eyeballs. Um, I thought about doing that. Um, I thought about um, renouncing my citizenship and deciding that I was going to pick a country to root for in the World Cup um, after the absolute shit fest that I saw in Thursday night football. Uh, yeah, it set the game back uh, roughly 50 years. Uh, it should be filmed in black and white. Uh, the players should adorn leather helmets. It was god-awful atrocious. Uh, impossibly, though, if you listen to the pod yesterday, I somehow squeaked out a 3-2 and two record. It was uh, plus money on the featured selections in the Fade 5. Overall, in the spreadsheet, I was up two units. Thank you, Overtime. That's all I got to say about that. And thank you, Jerry Judy, uh, for actually connecting on one of your, what, seven or eight targets that you had for Russell Wilson. Uh, Wilson's uh, post-game press conference was uh, equally atrocious. Uh, this team is just, uh, it's a shit show. Uh, there's no other way to put it right now uh, in the Mile High City. But you know what isn't? College football, because we have a ton of games, a menagerie of selections to choose from. So let's go ahead and fire away with our college football pick to click at the top of this Friday fade five. Oh, by the way, uh, drop us a rating and a review. If you're uh, subscribed to this uh, on YouTube, uh, if you're not to uh, do so right now, or you're just listening to the audio version uh, and make sure you download uh, and subscribe to this podcast wherever you get your podcast. So uh, with that put to rest, Lundy, let's go to the junior circuit here uh, and tell me, how I'm going to make more money potentially this weekend. Well, actually, you're going to uh, stick around for bonus time because I, bonus time is like practically nothing but college football. I got to be honest with Ooh. you. <laughs> I got okay. ready for college football uh, for tomorrow as well as tonight. I've got some picks for you tonight for bonus time. Let me actually take you into tomorrow evening a little bit, Brad, uh, and a little Pac-12 after dark. Ooh. This is an odd one for me because I know that this seems somewhat counterintuitive, but I'm actually uh, one of my favorite bets on the college slate tomorrow is the under in the Oregon Ducks and the Arizona Wildcats, believe it or not, which sits at 70 and a half. Now, wow. we know the way Oregon can move the ball. We understand that they can uh, uh, rack up the points quickly. But first of all, uh, this game's on the road. Uh, the Ducks are always a little different when they're not at Autzen Stadium. The other reason that I like this is Arizona's pass defense is actually number two in the Pac-12. I think what's going to happen, Oregon will run the ball down their throats. You know what happens when you run the ball, Brad? The clock moves. Um, and so I actually think they're going to sneak underneath this 70 and a half. It is a huge number, obviously. I think they're going to sneak underneath this because I think Oregon's going to win this. They're favored by almost two touchdowns. But I think the way they're going to do it, because Arizona actually does have a pretty decent pass defense, um, I think Oregon's going to keep it on the ground. I think the clock's going to roll. And I think they're going to wind up somewhere in the 60s, but they're going to fall short of that 70 and a half number. So that's one of my favorites for a little Pac-12 after dark. 
Yeah, just put a chair on top of the Sunday there. Oregon is number 10 in the country in rush yards per game. So, yeah, that fits in that narrative. They're going to drain the clock, bleed it, and uh, I agree. I think that uh, number is way too high. Another total that's way too high, but about half of what Lundy just threw out there is the under 36 and a half. My fight in Illini, University of Illinois fighting Illini against the Iowa Hawkeyes. And maybe the biggest game, the most attended game in the last, uh, I don't know, seems like decade in Champaign uh, will be on Saturday at 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. And I think scoring is going to be difficult uh, from start to finish. Iowa has a second worst in terms of total yards per game offense in the country. Illinois, it talked about the ground and pound. Uh, they have one of the premier running backs in college football and Chase Brown, who could be uh, the top prospect selected at the position in the next year's NFL draft. Uh, but uh, he is, uh, I think I'll pay for roughly 5,000 rushing yards, it seems like. Uh, Illinois also outstanding defensively. They're number one in the nation in points per game allowed, giving up just 8.4. They're plus four as well in the turnover sector. Uh, so you pull together, uh, Iowa's uh, gross inefficiency offensively. Illinois' outstanding run defense are going to make Petrus try to beat them through the air, which is uh, uh, going to be an exercise in futility as long as Illinois doesn't put up you know, like uh, 30 points in this game. And I don't think they're going to come remotely close to that. Iowa still got a top 12 defense nationally. This has got like 10 to seven written all over it. So I love the under on that game. You're Again, sporting, hey, everybody watching the video, you're sporting the colors. Show that you got. You, there you go. You got your Illini jacket on. Must be a little cold in the Evans compound studio this morning. Uh, it's a little chilly outside. I walked Kirby the Gambler this morning, my um, a voracious uh, Norfolk Terrier who is also rotund, uh, to say the least. So he's got to get, you know, a couple of miles in every single morning. Uh, it was breezy. It uh, was a little bit chilly. Uh, major shrinkage out there in the Muhammad, Illinois area on my little stroll. And with that thought now coursing through your head, let's get after it on this Freaky Friday with another edition of the Fade Five. Number five. All right, let's go with the NFL. Let's talk about props, props, and more player props. And one of them uh, that I think is a suppressed number and an excellent value as a result is Gabe Davis, over 46 and a half receiving yards of the Buffalo Bills at minus 115, available at BetMGM. Uh, Davis has been battling through an ankle injury, but he played last week, didn't do jack nor squat. Uh, but he's got that game under his belt and should be healthier this time around. He's still averaging 42.3 routes run per game. This is an air-centric offense. Uh, Josh Allen already has a 60-attempt game under his belt this year. And you look at Davis, number 10 in the NFL, and yards per reception at 17.3. Sure, he's only seen 11.8% of the target share. But again, a lot of that has to do with that bum wheel. And again, with it more rigid, I think he's going to do some damage against the Steelers. And Cam Sutton in particular is going to be his primary assignment, who's given up 14.3 yards per catch, has been targeted 12 times, allowed 70 receptions, and a fair 90.3 passer rating to his assignments and uh, kicking the fact that Josh Allen has a 114.6 passer rating when targeting Gabe Davis. 
uh, and it will not be a garbage effort for him. So Lundy, fade or follow. Gabriel Davis gets off the schneid. I'm taking the over 46 and a half receiving yards, minus 115 at BetMGM. I like this one because I like the matchup in the secondary that you just you just highlighted it. The, he's going to have an opportunity, I, I think, to get open. I think he can get a little bit of of yak um, on this one as well. This to me, this number is too low. I expect him at least in the fifties. So even if this creeps up a little bit, depending upon when you're consuming the pod, whether you're listening, you're watching. Uh, if this goes up again, because Brad, if I'm not mistaken, this actually opened at forty four. 45 it was a little yeah lower. 44 and a half yep yeah there we go okay so it actually opened up down so what we want to do is be able to climb up above that if this keeps going by the way i think you're safe as long as it doesn't get higher than about 49 and a half but i do think he gets up to 50 so i'm comfortable with this number snag it while you can but if you're not getting this until early sunday and there's been some more line movement don't be afraid of it as long as it still starts with a four yeah, if you're on beer number 12 at the Illinois tailgate uh, because uh, the kickoff is at 6.30 p.m. local time. right there. You see, you see the Gabriel Davis prop on your device? Just, oh, uh, uh, oh, screw it. Hit the over. Number four. All right, let's go to running back prop. And the Jacksonville Jaguars on the prowl. Uh, they were humbled last week in rain-soaked Philadelphia, but blame Mother Nature for that. I think uh, they're going to be highly competitive and get the W. Why? Uh, it's A, Houston, and B, James Robinson's going to do some work on the ground. That's why I'm taking the over on 62.5 rush yards. Just lighter, juicier, minus 110. Available at BetMGM. This opened at 61.5, so slight tick upward, and it's understandable. Houston's given up 5.04 yards per carry, 141 rush yards per game to the running back position. Uh, you definitely got to take advantage of that. And Robinson, who's been a medical marvel coming off the Achilles injury, uh, not showing any ill effects of that setback. A guy getting 3.02 yards of contact per attempt. Uh, he's averaging 14.8 rush attempts per game and getting 57.9% of the opportunity share. So superb matchup. A guy plugging to get at least 15 balls to the belly. Given his after-contact ability and power, I think he's going to bowl his way to at least 63 rush yards. Lundy, Vader follow. This is an easy one for me. I like this one, but it's also an easy one for me, Brad, because I have a uh, I have a fantasy league. I actually have a couple of fantasy leagues that I um, well, basically, I am the fantasy version of that game last night, and uh, <laughs> and I and in both of them. I am heavily relying on some help from James Robinson tomorrow because of some other crap that I've been dealing with on my rosters. So uh, I'm heavily invested in this one. So I'm going to follow on this one only because I so desperately need this to come true to be able to help me out of the hole that I'm in uh, that I'm, I'm riding J-Rob all day long. Hey, Mr. Robinson, crank the volume. Number three. Oh, let's get a SGP, uh, shall we, on uh, a little DraftKings action because they had a boost that they were rewarded me with, and I applied it to this wager. So it's a little bit juicier. Hopefully you'll take advantage on the same promotion and maybe log in the same bet, and we all cash together. And I'm going to go Kareem Hunt, 35-plus rush yards. Kareem Hunt, 10-plus receiving yards. And Austin Eckler. 
25 plus receiving yards on a dust trash, me amigos. All three of those legs hit again uh, with a boosted prop here of plus 156. Squeeze every last ounce of that juice available at DraftKings. Uh, why am I high on Kareem Hunt? Uh, it's very simple. It's all about the matchup. The Chargers are giving up. 6.08 yards per carry and 109.5 rush yards per game to the running back position. Yeah, Nick Chubb's going to do work. And as a result, we've seen his player prop on rush yards spike. It opened at 84.5 at some books. It's up to 91.5. I think it's going to be another 100-yard effort for him on the ground. But Hunt, uh, over though, even though he gets overshadowed by his uh, ground-and-pounding teammate, has done an excellent job this season as a dual threat running back. He's gone four for 36, or excuse me, uh, I'm the guy in front of me. I was reading Austin Eckler's line. I'll get that to you in a minute. Uh, Cremont's actually been over this in all four games this season on the ground. He's averaging 50 yards per game on the ground at 18.3 yards per game through the air. He's number eight in yards per route run, and 3.24 yards after contact per attempt. That ranks top 25 at the position. So on uh, presumably another 13 to 15 touches in this game, he gets to at least 35 rush yards. He grabs at least 10 receiving yards. And then to speak about Eckler, Eckler's lines as she's a season through the air, 4 for 36, 9 for 55, 8 for 48, 6 for 49. He has been an integral, an indispensable safety valve for Justin Herbert. I know Cleveland's only get a 23.3 receiving yards per game to the running back position, uh, but in a pew, 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 sneaky shootout, he will again be a point of emphasis. So Lundy, Hunt 35-plus rush yards, Hunt 10-plus receiving yards, Eckler 25-plus receiving yards, all three of those hits, plus 156 at DraftKings. Better follow. Uh, you you kind of hurt my feelings talking about the, the DK boost uh, because I had uh, a DK boost in that game last night uh, and missed an eight-legger by one. Uh, oh! And that, that Brad, and you know what it was? You know what it was? We talked about it on Twitter. Uh, it's It was the fact that I was so damn confident with Mo Alley-Cox, I should have known better um, than, to, than to trust myself being that confident about one player. But I digress uh, because nobody wants to hear about my fantasy team or my betting losses. Um, I like this one a lot. You look at the last two weeks for the Chargers, they gave up 100 to James Robinson, the guy we were just talking about. They gave up 100 to him. They gave up another 45 to Etienne. Um, but then it was 100 and I want to say 130, 132, something like that to Damian Pierce last week. Um, you yeah. can dash the Chargers at the running back position, which means, yeah, Nick Chubb, fine. Going to have another great game, probably a century mark like Brad just said. But they've got Kareem Hunt there to be able to help out as well. Um, I love the receiving yards prop on both of those guys. I always get a little bit nervous about the snap share with Kareem Hunt, but we've seen it enough here so far through these first few weeks of the season that I think you can feel very confident with this one. Add the boost, wipe the taste of last night out of your out of your brain and out of your mouth, and move on with a really good SGP for Sunday. SGP, are you with me? Yeah, you should be. Two. All right, let's go to Scary. Ooh, Terry. Ah, McLaurin. And I'm going to take the over in the Commanders matchup against the Tennessee Titans. 56 and a half receiving yards, minus 115 available at BetMGM. Uh, this number's too low. I, I think this could be a 70 plus yard effort 
uh, for the number one, the top taco option vertically in this offense. I know Carson Wentz doesn't really show up offensively till like the fourth quarter. Uh, this team has been rancid. They have been repulsive over the first frame, but uh, maybe uh, from start to finish, uh, you're going to see some consistency moving the chains. And I think it's going to be uh, vertically because Roger McCreary, who is a primary assignment in this secondary for Terry McLaurin, has given up just an 81.8 catch percentage on 22 targets. 110.2 passer rating as well. Uh, you look at McLaurin, he's seen 6.8 targets per game. Number six in dot. that's average depth of target, uh, and a handsome number of 15.6 there. Number four in one of my favorite categories, unrealized air yards. They're going to come uh, realized, I think, in this one. And number two in total deep targets. So that's uh, passes beyond 20 yards. So he is a deep threat. He is a chunk gainer extraordinaire. And uh, as a result, given the plus matchup, I think uh, he races passes 56 and a half receiving yards prop minus 115 at BetMGM. Fade or follow. Uh, yeah, Titans very susceptible here, uh, and he will take full advantage of it. Five dudes have gone over this number. Um, a few others have flirted with this number in terms of being, you know, a catch away from being uh, uh, able to get past it against Tennessee. So you put all that together. This should be a solid game for him. I do think he sails past this number. Good call. Scary Terry McLaurin put a fright in the opposition. Number one. Oh, and far and away, my favorite prop of the week is Dallas Goddard. Yes, a tight end special. I'm taking the over on 42 and a half receiving yards. Minus 115 at BetMGM. Hell, I would play this sucker up to 49 and a half. I don't understand this line at all. Why? Because Arizona always leaves a door open for opposing plus-size targets. Uh, they have given up, listen to this, seven receptions and 85.3 yards per game through four weeks to the tight end position. Uh, three guys have got over this total with relative ease. Yeah, Goddard's only uh, registering five targets per game, but he's number one in yards after the catch, number one in yards per target, and number one in yards per reception at the position. So I think he's going to do some hellified damage. He's averaging 26.3 routes per game. So Lundy on what could be as many as five receptions. So if you want to do like a same game parlay, all Dallas Goddard all the time, maybe get him up to the five catch mark, maybe take him 50 plus yards. I don't hate it, get it plus money. But as a singular prop, this one is far and away my favorite on the board this week. Again, Dallas Goddard over 42 and a half. Receiving yards minus 115 at Bet MGM. Fade or follow on Big D. Not knock it off with the kiss of death. Damn it. Knock it <laughs> off. I said the same thing yesterday. I said Mo Alley Cox would be over 18 and a half by the end of the first quarter because I because of the way the Broncos defense was and where they didn't get any targets. He got no targets. Zero. Zilch. And he still had one for seven. Had he actually gotten a second. Uh, we would have had some fun with our same game parlay, but he probably would have gotten over that number if they'd actually thrown it to him a second time. God, that game was ugly. Um, I like yeah. the over in this one. I think Brad's right. I think you're looking at a number that's going to finish up in the 50s. This does not make sense to me. I do not know why this number is so low, uh, especially against a team that is so 
susceptible and so forgiving to the tight end position. So this this number does not make sense to me. I don't know where they got it. I don't know why it's there, which always makes me a little bit suspicious uh, if they know something that we don't. But uh, this is just this is surprising to me that this number is as low as it is. And as Brad said, play it up. Just like we talked about uh, before with uh, with Gabriel Davis, as long as it starts with a four, feel comfortable with it, even if it starts to tick up by the time we get to kickoff. Fly, Eagle, fly. And I certainly think he will uh, there in the Sonoran Desert. All right, Lundy. Uh, hopefully we'll find an oasis in college football. You already teased it. It's bonus time. <laughs> Quench my thirst. What do you got? Let me give you one more real quick player prop for Sunday. For those of you that will be getting up early and sipping your tea, uh, sipping your tea <laughs> with, with King Charles, um, uh, A.J. Dillon over 55 and a half rush yards in that early morning contest. Uh, this is one that to me, again, I look at it and I'm just thinking this number seems a little bit too low. It's come up a little bit. I think it opened at either 53 and a half or 54 and a half, but it's ticked up just a little bit, but not enough to where I am concerned. The Giants, Brad, give up 5.12 yards per carry to the running back position. Take advantage of that with Dillon. Also, we know that a lot of times these London games are a little bit quirky. I could see a lot of handoffs uh, in this one. So I think the volume is going to be there. I think 55 and a half is too low. You can snag that number right now at DraftKings. It has been juiced up a little bit. It's about a minus 125, but I still like it. I think he's going to absolutely crush that number. Let's get to some college football. Uh, how about tonight? Let's do something for tonight's football, shall we? Because we've actually got four games on the schedule. Some of them are kind of interesting, to be honest yeah. with you. Um, but let me give you uh, an alt line, two leg alt line total bet for tonight. Give me Nebraska and Rutgers over 44 and a half. Give me Houston and Memphis over 51 and a half. So I brought both of those down pretty significantly. I brought that Nebraska Rutgers one down four points, brought Houston and Memphis down six in theirs. So 44 and a half on the Nebraska Rutgers 51 and a half on Houston and Memphis over both of those totals is a plus 113 at DraftKings Sportsbook. Then for tomorrow, a couple of fun ones. I already talked about some Pac-12 after dark. Let's go super after dark. This is the last game of the night tomorrow. It is my Oregon State Beavers on the road at the farm at Stanford. Oregon State favored by seven. Lay it. This is entirely strength versus weakness. Stanford cannot stop the run, and all Oregon State wants to do is ran, run the ball down your throat constantly. This one should be an easy win for Oregon State. And by the way, it has been over a year since Stanford actually covered against the spread, okay? Wow. They are over their last 10. They cannot cover a game. I say Oregon State wins this one by double digits, so lay the seven there. And I believe that Nick Saban is going to absolutely lay wood to Texas A&M tomorrow. So I know the spread is 24 and a half. Do it. I think that Bama is going to shred the Aggies tomorrow. It's kind of a TYG, a trust your gut special on my part, but I'm still rolling with that one because I just think the Tide are going to destroy them. Uh, a funky one for you. Three teams you're not thinking about, but I want you to put them all on a money line parlay because at BetMGM it's going to pay you a plus 133. Give me Boise State, give me James Madison, and give me UTSA, the University of Texas San Antonio. If all three of those folks win, they are all heavy favorites. If you put them all together on the money line, it is a plus 133. And, oh, Brad, you know I couldn't leave out the hardball for tonight. Oh, right? yeah. Got to be able to get that. The playoffs are underway. Brad, this one is super simple. Everybody's starting their aces, right? 
It's the first game of the playoffs. You got to get your aces out there. Take all four games, which means if you're listening to the pod early, you're going to be, you can jump on this one. If not, well, sorry, you're out of luck. All four games under nine and a half runs. All of those games, meaning I just need single digits in terms of the total runs on all four of them. At FanDuel, it's a plus 100, but oh, ho, 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 not so fast, my friend. At BetMGM, it's a plus 141. Jump on that. Love that, actually. Great call, uh, especially with all those aces on the bump. Going to be missing a lot of bats there in the process. Uh, since you started with a Charlie out England a selection, I think I'll do the same. And it's a same game parlay as light juice, just plus 105, but I agree. Uh, that uh, Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon are going to put up some incredible numbers potentially in the box or on the ground. So give me Aaron Jones, 45-plus rush yards, A.J. Dillon to blast his way to 40-plus rush yards, and just Saquon for 10 receiving yards. That's it. So on that three-legger, plus 105, I constructed that bad boy this morning, as a matter of fact, at DraftKings Sportsbook. All right, let's go to college. Uh, I love this week, the Duke Blue Devils, minus three and a half at home, or on the road, excuse me, at Georgia Tech. You look at Duke, three and two, ATS, uh, Georgia Tech, uh, just one and three ATS this season. But Duke is all about balance. Uh, They're top 40 in total offense and also in points allowed this season. Georgia Tech has a disgusting offense, puke-inducing offense. Uh, they are the 25th worst in the country in that category. They're averaging just 316 total yards per game. Plus, they're giving up 190.4 rush yards per game defensively. And Duke is averaging north of 200 rush yards per game. So uh, the ground game will be in full effect and inflict some serious damage. So I like Duke there. Uh, then one other one I'm just going to throw out at you uh, for S's and G's. I think North Carolina pulls off this stunner. On the road at Miami, I like them straight up. Uh, you look at the uh, Canes, they are licking their wounds too because they've lost back-to-back games at Texas A&M and then inexplicably got slaughtered uh, by 14 to Middle Tennessee State at home last week. And North Carolina, well, put like a defense, but their offense is eruptive in nature. So whoever has the last possession in this game, and I'm banking on the Tar Heels, uh, to have that, will win it in the end in a game that could be like 70 to 69. So North Carolina, <laughs> to me, on the money line at plus 135 at BetMGM, I'm in on. All right, let's get a couple of more player props, a uh, rapid-fire style here on the NFL this week. Uh, I put this together this morning, and I absolutely love this uh, OGP at BetMGM. Alvin Kamara, 45-plus rush yards. Chris Alave. 50-plus receiving yards, and I got that uh, at plus 100. You might say, well, I'm not getting rich off it. No, but it's even money. Build the bankroll. Who cares? Uh, Kamara, I think, is going to be a point emphasis in this game. You look at Seattle, they're giving up 5.35 yards per carry, and uh, also as well, 9.06 yards per attempt through the air, and Alave has cracked a 50-yard mark in all uh, three of his last three contests. Uh, and he's seeing uh, a pretty hefty target share, 26.1%. And I do believe Jameis Winston will be back elsewhere. How about another OGP? Yeah, come with me on this one. Uh, Justin Fields, I need 20 pass attempts again. That's all I need. Just like last week, 
20 plus pass attempts and you will get to 150 passing yards. I'm banking on that for the front end of this two legger. And then I'm going to say Dalvin Cook gets at least 65 rush yards in this game against my Chicago Bears. Plus 120. At both of those hits, you look at fields. Yeah, he's averaging just 15.8 attempts per game. Uh, but a guy that uh, I think is going to, you know, again, be north of 20 in that category. He's number five in air yards per attempt. And Minnesota giving up 276.5 pass yards per contest and close to eight pass yards per attempt. Meanwhile, the weakness of the Bears defending the run, 4.80 yards per carry allowed and 127.3 rush yards per game to running backs as well. Uh, so, again, Fields 150-plus uh, through the air. Dalvin Cook 65-plus on the ground, plus 120. And then last one, let's live in the land down under on uh, Joe Mixon, uh, who looks like a Stegosaurus right now in a tar pit. Uh, man, he's running slow. Uh, it's 83-and-a-half rushing and receiving yards for him. In a game which I'm actually really excited about in primetime, unlike that Broncos affair last night. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the Bengals take it on, the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, Baltimore uncharacteristically giving up 4.81 yards per carry, but just look at the film on Mixon. Look at the game last week. Uh, he has resembled rubbish, uh, though he's seeing a hefty 82.2% of the target share, or opportunity share, I should say. Uh, he's been under in three of his last four games. Uh, and he's a registering just 1.85 yards after contact per attempt. So I don't, I don't see him. I know it's going to be a hefty workload, but uh, no way uh, do I see him cracking 84 combined yards uh, on Sunday night. And with that, we are out of time. Again, drop us a rating and a review and subscribe to us right now on YouTube, the Fade the Noise channel. Uh, also, check out Lundy's picks. He's got the spreadsheet nice and handy. At Nate Lundy on Twitter. You can uh, follow my spreadsheet or fade my picks as well. At Noisy Huevos. Enjoy your weekend. Go Illini! Hey, hey, bartender! Bear me! Give me a tequila chaser! Let's go get a win against Iowa! And until next time, adios, amigos!